Have something to say? We'll answer the phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Welcome back to the fan. Lori Rubinson here with you. The Yankees lose 4-1 on Sunday. They split with the Oakland Athletics. The worst, the team with the worst record in the American League. So when does a split feel like a loss? Kind of, kind of against the A's. Uh, to talk about the Yankees and where they're at, we have a bunch of uh, our, our listeners and uh, some of the callers on social hitting up with Yankee questions. We bring in Brendan Cuddy from the Ledger, covers the Yankees. Hey, BK, how are you? Lori, I'm doing well. The Yankees not doing so well. <laughs> it, it probably won't surprise you that uh, we have a we have a number of questions about the Yankees' offense, and so we'll start off with um, Frank wants to know who is to blame for the offensive inconsistency. Is you know is there is there one player or um, one approach or one issue? How what would you what would you blame? Who would you blame for the offensive inconsistency? Listen, the the uh, guillotine in these situations typically falls on the hitting coach, but it's hard to blame the Yankees hitting coaches considering how good the offense was. So, you know, for the first half of the season, how it still ranks pretty high up there in terms of total run scored, run differential, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I think right now you're just looking at a team filled with players that have been wildly inconsistent for the last, say, third of the season or the last 60-some-odd games where, yeah, they can blow up at times, but it almost feels like when Judge isn't the one who's, Sparking the run production uh, when Anthony Rizzo isn't getting into the mix, when John Carlos Stanton's hurt, he's back now. But when when those top guys aren't getting it done, you know the the, the second half of the lineup isn't picking up that slack. Josh Donaldson is, is just not the the same guy that the Yankees hoped he'd be. Glaber Torres since the you know the the second half really hasn't been there. It, you you look at the players and you say, what's going on here? Uh, at this point, I don't. I don't think you look at uh, necessarily the coaching staff again. Th- this is a, a brand new hitting coach staff. Remember, uh, everyone, the Yankees dumped their hitting coaches last year. Uh, guys who had been around for multiple really good offenses. So the Yankees doubled down on their approach, the one that that produced so much in the minor leagues. Those guys are in the major leagues now, and uh, I don't see the Yankees uh, placing the blame there. So you mentioned that. This coaching staff, these players, these are the same guys and approach that, or maybe not approach, but these are the same people that had such success in, you know, uh, May, June, you know, earlier in the year. And so question, uh, you know, another uh, follower here, Matt, wants to know kind of how do you, how do you explain the all the good, great fundamentals that we saw from this Yankees team. Some of that was they were a, one of the better base running teams in all of baseball. They were um, fantastic defensively. There were all these elements where they were playing such 
crisp baseball. And yes, they were hitting home runs, but they also seemed to be putting the ball in play. And it was a much more exciting brand of baseball. Now, losing, of course, is uh, and not scoring runs is boring. But Matt wants you to explain how it is that they just seem so much more fundamentally sound and, and well-rounded as an offense, the approach early in the season, and yet August seems totally different. Well, Matt, I'm sorry. I'm going to bore the hell out of you here. But when you're winning, you don't notice these things. When, when you're winning, also, these things don't happen. You know, uh, right now, uh, the Yankees are, are, are feeling it on all ends. D.J. LeMahieu makes that error the other night, the, the throwing error. Yeah. Uh, but he's also got the bum foot. <laughs> you wonder how much of an issue that is for him. Uh, some, some boneheaded stuff in the field the other day when, you know, Glaber's, you know, not looking at their runner going home uh, the other night uh, mm-hmm. back at Yankee Stadium yep. uh, against, against the Mets. Uh, just uh, you, you, when, when things start going, it's a little bit of the Murphy's Law, you know, uh, things that will go wrong, uh, can go wrong, will go wrong. Yes, Dan, 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 Daniel Murphy's Law. Yeah, Dan, Daniel Murphy. <laughs> so blame Daniel Murphy. And, uh, you know, you just uh, you, you wonder when it's going to stop or when things are going to reverse. But this has become a frightening trend, and the Yankees leading the American League East is now down to seven and a half games. Everyone, seven and a half games. It was at 15 and a half just, you know, several weeks ago, a month ago. This is, uh, this is, this is rough. This is starting to become a little, little, uh, the, the, the horn, the sirens are, are blaring in the distance. Uh, but they might, they might start getting louder soon. So you're talking about the, the lead having, um, shrunk. So somebody else uh, wants to know what, in your opinion, what's the biggest concern for the Yankees um, in September? Um, that was the question, and I'll even um, expand it to um, September and October. What what is your biggest area of concern with this team? The bullpen. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I worry about you know uh, who's who's gonna. I almost made a Raldis Chapman leg infection joke. I, I, I'm better than that guy. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, you just worry about who's going to take the ball in the ninth inning, and you worry about who's going to get the ball to the ninth inning. Uh, I think Clark Schmidt, you saw him today um, in a starter's role. I think you kind of saw a little bit why the Yankees prefer him in a relief role. I think he's better off. Um, coming out of the bullpen, he had some of the same issues he had the other night. He was getting hitters to 0-2. But he wasn't finishing them off. He had that issue against the Mets the other night where he got Marte to 0-2 and just couldn't put him away. So you wonder if, if that's a worry for the Yankees going forward. I, I think it's the bullpen. But then again, you got to look at the offense. Uh, three runs or less the last three games against the terrible Oakland A's, the team that you know gave you their best pitcher. You know, mm-hmm. um, a, a team that beat you with a guy, uh, Dermis Garcia, he had a, he had a RBI today. He was at Double uh, A for the Yankees last year. Uh, Domingo Acevedo, former Yankees prospect, getting a strikeout today of Aaron Judge. You know, there, there's you you wonder a little bit about the the disappearing act the offense has now and then. Yeah, and you know when you have a pitcher um, coming in a start, you know last couple of days um, starters coming in who have ERAs over six um, coming in to face the Yankees and making them look small, um, that's a concern as well. Um, 
couple other um, questions here from folks. One is September call-ups. Any chance, you know the fans, I mean, there's Volpe, but uh, this question specifically was about Peraza. Any chance at all that, that Yankee fans get to see one of those top prospects? I, I'd say there's absolutely a chance. I wouldn't rule out a Peraza sighting this season mm-hmm. just because when, when rosters expand to 28 in September, the rosters have to be 14 and 14. The Yankees can't do what they would like to do. Which is have 16 add, pitchers or whatever, yeah. They, they would have, they would have 20, 25 pitchers uh, <laughs> out of 28. And a lot of guys, Aaron Judge would be asked to play both center and right field. And, and he'd pitch from center field. Yeah. So he throws 95 from center field. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would say it, it'll be 14 and 14, so they'll have to bring up um, another guy on offense. Maybe you see Ben Wirtzett come back, come up. Maybe you see uh, uh, like a third catcher come up to, to give a little bit of a rest to Trevino and Higashioka. Uh, but, yeah, you could definitely see Oswald Peraza at some point. Maybe get a cup of coffee, maybe get a few at-bats, especially if the Yankees kind of take off against the Angels, maybe they start wrapping up the division in mid-September, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you start seeing some of these uh, younger guys get their feet wet as the the starters, as the regular guys, uh, get a little bit of a rest uh, before the postseason. Talking to Brendan Cuddy about the Yankees, and another question here is, um, anything, or what's the latest on Harrison Bader and, uh, and when he might be activated? Uh, nothing's changed. You know, he, he's still, they're still hoping that he can be back. I, I know Bader's talked about early September uh, for a return. I believe the Yankees are more targeting a, you know, mid-September type of return for him. And, you know, what? actually, maybe he's the guy who gets activated for the, for the 14th man. Cause you got you to gotta put Aaron Hicks somewhere. You can't, you know, just take him off the roster. So he, he could be the 14th guy. But, um, you know, I, I spoke with Bader before the Yankees went on the West Coast, talked to him a little bit about trying to play, uh, try to play center field at Yankee Stadium, and asked him if he started doing homework on, on, on that and what it's like to play out there. He said no. He'd just rather get out there, get his feet wet, and learn it through repetition. So, you know, a superior, world-class athlete, I'm sure he can do that. I need to study a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, it's looking like it's still mid-September, and uh, that the, you know, the Yankees are also still – crossing the fingers that, that Matt Carpenter can be back by the end of September as well. Given what the Yankees gave up, a starting pitcher um, in, in Montgomery for Bader, should we assume that when Bader is finally healthy, that he will be, by the way, I don't know if you just sneezed. Um, God bless you if you did. Um, no, sorry. Sorry. Uh, the uh, I just I hit my phone. Oh, okay. Um, but given what the Yankees gave up for Harrison Bader trading away Montgomery, um, a starting pitcher for him. Should we assume that when Bader is finally healthy, that he will be the everyday, you know, starting center fielder for the Yankees? I would think so. I, I perfect world. The Yankees start judge and center start Giancarlo Stanton in right field. And then they can work with that DH spot. Uh, that's what the Yankees would prefer to have in the playoffs. You mean start but, start Bader, start no, Bader. Oh, you're no. thinking. So then, who's starting in left? Andrew Benintendi. Oh, Benintendi in left, and then go with uh, J- yeah, I guess that. And so I think you ideal want, world. So you want Bader. You want so you trade. So the Yankees traded away a starting pitcher and 
the most likely use for him will be a late-game defensive replacement? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, that's it. I mean, if you, if you look at the Yankees lineup and how it's constructed, uh, it's, it's at its best when you could put Giancarlo Stanton in right field and open up that DH spot for either uh, a Josh Donaldson, if you want to put DJ at third, or uh, Glaber at DH and put DJ LeMahieu at second base to fit all those bats in the lineup. Uh, the, the, Arizona Bader is a great defensive center fielder, mm-hmm. but I don't think the Yankees are, are looking at a guy who hasn't played in two months to step in and be their everyday uh, center fielder immediately. Now, listen, that might be too pie in the sky to expect John Carlos Stanton to be ready to play every day in the outfield in the playoffs because of his Achilles. Maybe that, that might not be a possibility. Mm-hmm. So if that's not a possibility, yeah, then Bader's out there in center, judges in right, Ben Intendi's in left, Stanton's at DH, and you got to yep. decide between uh, DJ Donaldson and Glaber who sits. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, or, or as you said, yeah, maybe it's every other. It's Stanton sometimes and Bader sometimes and whatever. And uh, Donaldson, I think, you know, has to, you know, he's got to play better if he wants to be, uh, you know, I guess, or you go with the hot hand, whoever it is, DJ plays, and whoever the uh, hot hand of the other guys um, is in there. You mentioned with um, the DJ LeMayhew, the bad foot, and maybe that cost the play um on the double play turn uh, last night in that game and, and the error potentially when his foot gets, uh, gets hit or knocked there. The other thing um, that I wanted to ask about, back to the question of sort of what's wrong with this Yankee offense, you know, is a key ingredient when you look at your best players, Aaron Judge, obviously, for most of the season having an MVP caliber season. But for DJ LeMayhew, um, how much stock do you put into that he has – not performed as well this season with runners in scoring position. Is that I, is that just cyclic? It's just one of those things, or is that also maybe back to the foot? Or what's going on there? No, I mean I don't think his foot hurts more when there's a runner on second and third. <laughs> you know, I, I I can't I can't tell you that yeah, pitchers you know bring a, a harder fastball, which then stops DJ's swing because his toe hurts. Uh, there's there's no way for me to tell, right? I think it's more. More cyclical, I think it's more. Some years you're great with risks, some years you're not. Some day, uh, years you're not great with runners in scoring position, and I and I'm sure the foot doesn't help. I don't know DJ's numbers off my head since we discovered the about the the toe injury in Boston, which he actually had a cortisone shot for during the All Star break. So this has been bugging him since you know mid to early season, uh, but he was able to play through it. Uh, we don't really know you know, uh, how, how much it's affecting him. So I, I wouldn't put, I, I, you can't put that uh, as the blame as to some of his struggles with runners in scoring position. After the game on, uh, on uh, today, one of the things um, Aaron Judge talked about was that he, he um, thought that the Yankees, you know, he, he said the usual things about you have to tip your cap to the opposing starter. And, you know, we hear about that. Oh, even if the guy's got an ERA over six, you got to tip your cap. But uh, but beyond that, and I get that, um, but for the Yankees to split with this team and lose games against the Oakland A's, um, Aaron Judge talked about, and as they move to play an Angels team, that's also not not particularly great. Aaron Judge talked about that they needed to have more um, team at bats, like taking a team first approach and having a team at bat. 
And, you know, what what is he talking about there and what should this Yankee team be doing more of that, that Aaron Judge is sort of, you know, on some level not calling out his teammates but uh, kind of challenging his teammates? I think he means maybe working counts better. I think he means seeing more pitches. I think he means once you get ahead in the count, don't get greedy and, you know, let her rip. We saw, again, at home against the Mets, Glaber Torres get into a 3-0 count on, on Sunday, I believe. No, not on Sunday. On Monday, I believe it was. And, you know, pitch comes inside. He swings for the fences. Uh, you know, or maybe it was against uh, the Blue Jays. I, I forget. But there, there were some at-bats where it looked like some players were trying to make up for some numbers that uh, they, they don't have right now. And, or some guys trying to, trying to be uh, a little too cute and, and jumping all over first pitch fastballs or uh, the, the first pitch of the at-bat and uh, making quick innings for, for pitchers. So that's what he's talking about. I think he's talking about making pitchers work talking about taking your walks when you can and making it so that you really work that pitcher out for the next guy to, to really get a good chance. Finally, before I let you go, um, you referenced Aroldis Chapman before. And uh, one question I had, so obviously Aroldis Chapman got the tattoo and has an infection now and is going on the injured list. Um Jack Curry on Yes made a really interesting point, and I just wanted your perspective, that the Yankees could have backdated Chapman's, um, you know, the date he went on the injured list so he could come back sooner, that they could have set it back because he hasn't pitched in a while, that they could have made it, um, backdated it, I think, to something like August 20th, I think Jack Curry was saying. But instead, they went with August 24th. Um, and so that doesn't leave as much time for him to come off the injured list and, you know, work his way back into the bullpen before, you know, the season kind of ends and the Yankees are going to have to go with and figure out their, uh, their you know, postseason roster and who goes where. Um any any idea on why they wouldn't, you know, is there something to the, that they just, um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just find that odd. Any Lori, I, I think you're answering your own question. I think it's, I think it's that, uh, that the Yankees are not, they don't have faith in Ronald Chapman. Uh, yeah. they, don't have, they don't have him around for next year. He's not under contract for next year. He the, he's, could be costing them games right now. Greg Weiser for for the for the meltdown of all meltdowns he had yeah. the other day, today he throw he gives you two scoreless innings. You know who who uh, who do you have more confidence in right now, um, Greg Weisert or Aroldis Chapman? That shouldn't be a question, but the fact that that's a question is uh, the perfect reason to to put Aroldis Chapman on the injured list for longer. Give him one last crack when he comes back in September, and at figuring it out and getting himself straight. Uh, and if he can't do that, no, he's off the playoff roster. It's going to be that simple because, you know, the Yankees can't mess around. They don't have time. Yes, they like to have another lefty. But, you know, we saw, we, we've seen what happens to Aroldis Chapman sometimes when he's at his best in the playoffs and, and he, gets, he gives up these big home runs to Brousseau or to, uh, to Altuve, Bray, to Altuve. Altuve. Yeah, uh, he, they're not going to let him let him do that now. I mean, that's that's just that'd be malpractice. So 
I think you I think you know why they they didn't backdate his IL sentence because they want him uh, kind of as far away as possible uh, uh, and and let him figure things out in in a quiet in a quiet manner. And also we also don't know. And and I, I love Jack to death. Uh, he's a mentor of mine. Um, we don't know how bad that infection is, right? So we don't know if in 15 days he's ready to go. You know, if you if you were to backdate it, yep. you know, several days, we don't know if if, if that's actually enough time. Mm-hmm. So so maybe maybe that's not really the deal. Maybe he needs those few extra days because infections are weird, man. I wouldn't want a leg infection. So uh, no. I I don't know. I wouldn't know how to diagnose that. Yeah, that you yeah you do raise. The one positive out of what felt like a a big letdown of a split against the A's, um, the you know Greg Weiser Weiser and Bard both um, you know pitched well, but Weiser in particular with the two innings there and the movement on the slider um, that end, as you said, the resilience of making your major league debut and absolutely spitting the bit, and then to come back. And to um, you know, pitch two scoreless innings, three strikeouts. Um, that could be a real positive for the Yankee bullpen, as you raised, Brendan. I mean, the you know your biggest concern for the Yankees as they head into September and potentially October, the bullpen. Um, maybe there is an answer there in a piece, and and that could be huge for the Yankees. Brendan Cuddy from the Ledger always does a great job covering the Yanks. Um, really appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you soon. Lori, thank you for having me.